Welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Tyler Johnson. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a return listener, I'd be grateful for your rating or review. And if you dig this episode, give us a like or share. And now, whether you've tuned in to elevate your mindset, your game, or just your day, you are in the right place. We did have a few audio difficulties the first few minutes of this episode, but bear with us. It gets better. My guest is totally worth it. My guest this episode is the founder and creator of the Beyond the Field program. You can visit btfprogram.com where you can find his blog and his book Beyond the Field as well. On Twitter, you can follow him at btf underscore program. I'm excited to bring him to the show. His movement was birthed from a moment that he realized that there is just an absence in the impact outside of sports for student athletes. And from that, He's turned all his efforts into creating generational impact that helps student athletes find their purpose in life. Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, Edward Jones II. How are you doing? Good, good. Glad to have you. I know you're fresh off sharing at the AFCA convention to some coaches. We're excited to have you on the podcast. Um, your organization, your company started uh, Beyond the Field. What, what inspired you to get it going and, and, and tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so I'm um, a player development professional for six years. And in my second year, I kind of, I got an opportunity really to get in front of recruits and kind of talk to them. So for me, it was really uh, how do I present this to them in a way that they can take the way they Yeah. Came up with Beyond the Field. And it's just, it, it's kind of been, that was how we did it there. But then as time went on, I had to speak at our university and they were like, yeah, man, you need to turn this into business, you know? And so I kind of created Beyond the Field program, LLC, to help with about student athlete and impact player development, education, athletic professional support, and just individual inspiration. So really, it's all out there. Basically, I built a company because when I first started in player development, there was nothing, no resources at all. That was yeah. like everything I'm doing now, I can figure out or create or something. So it's created a company to help come new into the field. Those that are interested, those that are in it, those that just want to know more about it. You know, uh, along your journey and kind of that that development, was there a, a coach that kind of inspired you or, or kind of motivated you to do some of the work? Yeah, so um, I'd say it'd be Tom Herman, the one I worked for, and he kind of told me, like, I thought I wanted to coach. It's like, you got to be the best director of He really allowed me to kind of sit there believe me. High school coach too. I gotta give him credit. I worked for. He's my head coach, Pat Patrick McGinnis. He allowed me to do a lot. So I was prepared before I knew what it was. Tom Herman is pretty intelligent guy, right? Yeah, he's like a Mensa man. Like I found out that when I got there, he's 
He, there's like one time we had a guy who um, he's a military kid, and so well, he's a young man, but he was a military kid, and you know he coach. We're in a staff meeting, middle of staff meeting. Coach like, where where were you? He's like, I'm in Germany. They spoke German to each other for like two minutes. It was the craziest thing I ever saw in my life. Like just. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I didn't know he knew German. Like, it's just like he knew it and he spoke it. And they, they just literally had a conversation in German. And we're all kind of around the staff room looking at each other like, what just happened? But, yeah, he's very, very intelligent. It gives you a good way to connect with player, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, it was really good. He forced you to, like, there was no – you couldn't say no. And so he forced you to, like – it really helped me grow, honestly, and, like, finding ways. Like, no, we will find a way to get this done. Talk about that for a second, uh, maybe just, you know, as it relates to development, especially on the field, off the field of just kind of being pushed to, you know, just beyond that comfort. Yeah, a big thing is like resources, right? So some people will, some people are able to bring in a whole bunch of speakers. Some people are able to get these programs, whatever. But at the end of the day, whatever, if we're going to help these guys with, let's say it's resume writing, we're going to get it done. Like, yeah. We got people in this building that have written, you know, that have resumes. Coach, let me see your resume. Okay. Who did this for you? Okay. Did you do it? If you didn't do it, who did it for you? Awesome. Give me on the phone with the person that did it. I'm going to get them connected to the player. You know, just finding some, some way. Like, it, it, yeah. you know, I, t- I always tell that to people with, about player development. They're like, oh, we need this. We need that. It's like, no, you really just, you have everything you need. Now, are, are there benefits to speakers? Absolutely. Are there benefits to the programs? Absolutely. But I've always been like, look, we're going to find, find a way. Hey, we can't, um, you know, we were going to do a visit. We, we're going to have y'all visit our company, but we got this, you know, we wanted to have y'all on site, but we can't bring you. All right, can you jump on Zoom? Yeah, we can jump on Zoom. Sweet. He's going to learn the same thing, you know? Yeah. So that just kind of helped me. Like, I just, like, and even in, in building the program, I would just try stuff. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, how can we do this better? And just the evaluation and kind of creating it. Like, it's just. You create it like I want to help people and whatever it is, I'm gonna do to help people. Like I'm not gonna let it stop stop me or you know, I'm not gonna get in the way of like, well, what if I tell too much? No, man, like let's let's educate people because it's educating and impacting student athletes. Definitely. I think there's uh, a a lot to be said for uh I think any any whether you're coaching coaches, coaching off the field, player development, uh, there's always a little trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially as we're humans, people evolve. And so, you know, the way we teach and educate evolves. So um, what are some ways that, uh, you know, coaches or people listening, leaders, um, that you find they can connect with their teammates or players or student-athletes, you know, off the field? Um, I think number one is just getting to know people, right? Just communication, just constant communication. Like for me, I just say hello to people every day. Like that means something to people, right? Because you have – I would have players come in like, man, my coach only talks to me when he needs something. And they're not saying I need a 25-minute conversation, but just say hello. Like, or staff members, right? They don't know. You'll find staff members that don't know people who are in the building. It's like, how do you not know that person? Like, or, you know, you, it, it could be the custodial staff. Just hello. Like, I think it comes back to connecting people with just, just the night. Like, just being nice. Being a nice human being. Like, not letting your title or your position or your career or your accolades get in the way. And then once you get there, it's just intentional conversation. Like, yeah. hey, you know, for instance, I was talking to one of my um, former players who uh, at Kansas, and he's doing, he's going into, I fin- just finished his first semester of law school. And I remember that he told me he played drums in his parents' church. I was like, are you still playing drums? Did you find a place to play drums out there? It's just remembering and just yeah. it means something to people. It's just, I think people get, 
they see conversation as like, okay, just, I read something last night about lead a small talk to people you don't know. Like, mm. hey, it's really cold out there. Like that, you know, like I, I should be doing that with maybe a cashier that I don't know. But people in the building, like I, I should be, we're around each other enough for me to have a genuine conversation. So I think it starts with conversation and communication because you know what they say, communication is the foundation of all relationships or something like that. So Yeah, I like that you said have a small conversation with someone you don't know. Yeah, yeah I like that. I was just, last time I was with some kids, was challenging some kids to, you know, make someone they don't know smile. But, you know, that, that smile can start that conversation. It's, 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 I'll, go to the, 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 I'll go get groceries and, you know, people's name tags are there. And it's just crazy. People look up when you call them by their name. Hey, Sarah, you know, has it been busy today? Oh, my goodness. Like, you see me as Sarah and not just the cashier. Like, yeah. you know, or, you know, you the guy changing your tires at the, hey, man, like, how, how long you been here, man? What do you, you know, do you have, like, you'd you be shocked. People don't ask stuff. People just feel like they should be served, and it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Like, Colin, when you can call someone by their name, even if you don't know the person, like, music to their ears i'm here at the public library i've been coming in here a lot the last month or so um, yeah just trying to figure out their names like i know there's my dad they see yeah. me every day they know i want the middle room like, they, you know, <laughs> they like it yeah. i found out the other lady she's from houston we talked about you know the texans and houston sports and like you know nice so. good you flash that big smile if you're on youtube watching this you know you already, you already seen it so <laughs> Uh, you know, that, that's always a, a good thing. I can't hide it, man. I can't. <laughs> like, we would have, like, when I played football, my coach would be like, all right, everybody meme. And they'd be like, man, John, you know, Jones can't do it. And so I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> good energy, man. It's good energy. Um, what, uh, you know, are some of the things, you know, your recent experiences with student athletes? Um, what are some of those key things that you just see them struggling with? Or, or you know, like you talked about in search of resources for, um, of those things, you know, beyond the field, beyond the game? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing, I had a conversation with a young man who I was kind of, we know each other, and uh, we had a good relationship. And one day I was just challenging him about leadership, and he was he asked some interesting questions about leadership and what makes a leader, and he was talking about, like, bad leaders and, and good leaders, and, like, well, people follow bad leaders, like, or he was kind of talking about, just, he had a history class, and he was talking about some, some questionable uh, world leaders that I won't name. Um, sure. He was like, well, they're leaders. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Those might've been more fear. Uh, people, you know, like that, that, that's not necessarily leadership. And so we yeah. continued talking. I was like, well, you're a leader. It's like, no, I'm not. I don't get up and talk in front of the team. I said, I don't want to hear that. You're a leader. People watch what you do. You do things a certain way. People like being around you when you're talking. Look how many people are just at this table. And he's like, ah, I don't know. So I keep challenging him. And one day he's waiting for his position coach down the hall and I had some time in my office. I had an extra seat. I was like, hey man, come in here. You can sit in here while you're waiting. And we just kind of chopped it up and I kind of asked about his day. And he's like, you really think I'm a leader? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Blah, blah, blah. And then he said something that kind of stuck to me. He's like, you know what I like about you? And I said, what? He was like, you, you're the same person every single day. Like you don't change up. You don't blah, 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 blah. And I think they crave authenticity. Yeah. They want to be who they are, right? I think sports is fun. Sports is fun, but I think so much of their life they've been identified because at, at the level I'm at, these guys didn't just, they, a lot of them have been good for a long time. So five years old, they, they, if, you know, it could be any sport, right? At the yep. university I'm at, 
could be softball, it could be basketball, it could be track and field, volleyball, football, my, my case, right? You know, um, they, they kind of, they're better than ever. So they're identified as, oh, you're going to go, you're going to get a scholarship or you're going to go to the league and you're going to, and there's this aspect of authenticity where they just want to be themselves. Like, what does it look like to be myself, but also get stuff done that I need to get done? Like, how can I be myself, still get work done, still understand that, yeah, football is important, but also not sacrifice who I am. Right. So I think that that's big. They need examples of that because, you know, being in, in like, you know, in college level, it's just a lot of people aren't who they say they are. And I'm not here to make it a, you know, bash fest, but just honestly, you see people like that's not who you are. And those players can see right through it. So I'll say authenticity. I think honesty, I think they crave honesty. I was at a, I was at a university where uh, one of our head coaches, he had opportunity of a lifetime, took a job at a school that I don't blame him. I, you know, it was a great university. A lot of our players would have went there and played there. And when they, when he, when there was a departure, they, the, it hurt them was it wasn't honest like they they said straight up if he would have been like hey look y'all 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 get it man like you have success these things happen in life this is an opportunity i can't pass like they would have underst- understood i think there's a lot of aspect of honestly we, we say we want to build young men or young adults or, and all this stuff but we want to keep them away from honesty like the real world's honest i think like maybe a little too honest for sure uh, that and i think just um like support in what they want to do. They're looking for support, right? Like, yeah, we already have a schedule of what they're going to do. Like they, like, if you come to us and you're on scholarship, you got to do it. Right? Like it's just, yeah. that's just how it works. I tell the guys like, man, I want to kind of have some autonomy or whatever. I'm like, I get that, but you also are on scholarship. Like you, this football part is part right. of that. Yeah. But there's a support where they're just like, man, like, can y'all, like, I'm here so much doing this stuff which is fine they love doing it and they understand it but can they have support in their lives for like what they're doing or academics you'd be shocked like yeah i was in a text message just at the beginning of the week like to the guys who had tests or quizzes like hey man hey go do your thing man let me know what you're gonna do and this one kid he like legit one of our quietest players who's pretty critical of everything um but he's awesome me and him had a great relationship but he's critical of everything sends me a um message like man coach I went in there man I thought I was gonna get like an 88 I got a 92 nice. so we have this text thread about his test you know and just the support outside of football you know um because yeah. you know you hear there's a lot of verbiage in college football sports like hey, it's more than an athlete well they want to see that you know they they, yeah. they want to see I guess the last one would be accountability they want to see the accountability in lives of others especially adults because they're 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 looking to us as leaders right yeah. and so if the accountability I hold for you as a 17-year-old to 24-year-old is higher than I hold for myself, it's just kind of a, a tough deal. So I think that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that they they need, too, is guidance. You got to guide them. Like, yeah. that's a lot of stuff they don't know. Like, all my guys, you know, no matter what university I'm at, they're all like, hey, I'm going to the league. And it's like, I'm not going to crush them. I'm not going to say, hey, the statistics are this. But you got to guide them in a way like, hey, the way I guide them is like, now, even if you make it, you can't play football for the rest of your life. So right. what are we going to do to prepare these skills afterwards? So that's kind of how. Yeah. And if you, you know, are fortunate enough to get those, those few years, you know, have a plan to, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that you can parlay that, that experience um, into. So. To, to your point there, I was talking to one of my former players um, yesterday, two days ago. 
this weekend and he was saying like he had a chance to play in the USFL and I was like he was like man coach like I told him I said that's a great opportunity because he wants to work in sports I said all the teams will be in Birmingham they'll all be in the same area and he was like if I get a chance I just want to meet people and network I said that's that's perfect like he understands he's not gonna you know you know he understands he's at the US USFL it's not the NFL he's a he's a long snapper which is a, a interesting position niche yeah so, yeah it's a niche position and people kind of stick you know with specialists people get really um superstitious right, right. so he's like look if I get in the door I'm gonna meet with everybody I can meet with because he understands that you know you got head coaches like a you know, Jeff Fisher or Kevin Summon or Larry Fedora or Mike Riley. And, and there's other coaches too. I can't name all eight of them, but they have experience and they know people. And he's just like, you know, and then there, every team probably has a GM and every team has a the ops person. And so he's like, yeah, if I get in there, coach, I'm just, I said, that's the way to do it. Everybody's yeah. going to be in the same city. You got eight teams in the same city, you know, they're yeah. going to see you everywhere, you know? So, yeah. Good, good way to connect for sure. Um, you talked about, you know, Coach Herman and um, kind of as you found resources, are there uh, some other people, uh, you know, that you look towards as, as mentors, whether they're authors, relationships, or, or people that you like to, you know, continually learn from and share some of their things with your student athletes? Yeah, so um, I would say, so people in my specific field, I think Clemson does the best job at, at, at player development. They do an incredible job. For sure. Uh, and I think it's I want to say his name, Jeff Davis. He's like the, he would be like the first person to ever do player. Like, but they, it wasn't called that back when he did it. Yeah. Like now, don't know him personally, um, but I know people that know him and I know his staff and they've been great. Um, there's other people like we created a Zoom where we kind of all bounce off ideas off each other. So that's been fun. Uh, as far as authors, uh, James Clear, Atomic Habits has been really, really good talking to, you know, student athletes about creating habits. Like, hey, if you want to, sure. Well, coach, I want to become great at watching film. Okay, sweet. Watch film for 10 minutes. Tell me what you get out of it for 10 minutes and do that for a week. And as time, you know, they say, well, I can't sit there for two hours like so-and-so. Okay, sweet. Just become a film watcher. Just yeah. watch what you can watch. If it's one segment of practice, okay, then you watch two segments of practice the next day. Then, you know, whatever it may be. So I'll talk to them about that. Um, That, that one that one really helped me big time. Um, sure. Speakers, TED Talks, different things like that, because um, it's, it's just really – Kerry Newhoff is a good leader. Craig Rochelle, I listen to his leadership podcast. So just cool. different things like that, um, you know, trying to find stuff. I find stuff off Shark Tank. So I just, you know, uh, just listen to that. And then, like, interviews, right? So you'll listen to a Giannis onto – I can't say it. Anton, okay, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I couldn't even. <laughs> and like him talking about, he talked about um, pride. And then it was like a great interview where he talked about if he yeah. feels good about what he did is pride. If he uh, thinks about what he can do, it's something else. But he's all about the moment. Like that's, that's huge for players, right? Because I'm like, hey, let's just be where we are. Let's be in the moment. Like if this guy is... Who in, like I've watched? If I haven't watched the NBA in my entire life, but his finals performance might be the best ever. To come off an injury where people didn't think you were gonna play, right. and to do what he did, it's just I think it's the best. But I, I'm not gonna get into it with survive. <laughs> right. But you use stuff like that, so we'll use it and we'll show it to the team, or I'll bring people in, or I'll read an article, or 
just a lot of stuff. I think the big thing that they respect is just a learner. If you show that you're a lifelong learner, then they're like, oh, okay, like, I don't know it all, you know, and just didn't even get stuff from them. So those are, those are like people I kind of uh, lean on um, just because I think it's just really, really what they do. There's a guy on Twi- on LinkedIn who I do know, uh, Darren Roberts, and he does like, it's not about sports. He does these posts every now and they're really, really cool. So like he had OBJ with Debo Samuel and talk like it's always it's about sports, but it's not about sports. He looks at the other side of it. And so I'm able to share that with guys. So there's a lot of like opportunity and, and resources out there to just just help them. For sure. I think when you can connect through video, mm-hmm. it's always like it. And then I think, you know, I, I, my recent experiences too, there's a lot of student athletes with this entrepreneurial mindset. And so when you can connect a business lesson to, you know, on the field, off the field and, and, and you know, teach them something through that, um, those unique connections, man, can create some great learning environments for sure. Absolutely. Love how you uh, utilize all those tools and resources. Um, coaches that were, are listening, if you were to give them one, you know, piece of advice to uh, encourage them t- to do a little more off the field with their teams, um, you know, maybe a coach isn't doing much of it. They haven't had the bandwidth. COVID maybe has limited their interactions with their teams and, and things like that, which I'm sure you guys have experienced too. Um, what, what's a way a coach can get some things started off the field to start some, some player development? Yeah, the, the two biggest things that I tell people all the time is, you know, what is most important? So if a coach, let's say if a coach is like, hey, man, it's important for me to impact the community. Awesome. Get started there. Or if a coach says it's important for me for their character, their character development or their career development or their personal wellness, whatever you're passionate about, start there because it's the easiest thing to do. And so, you know, for me, it was personal wellness, right? Community impact and career development. Because I saw like, hey, we need to take care of these players. We need to take care of the community and we need to take care of the futures. That to me was the easiest, you know, and everybody does it their way. That's how I would start. And then the other thing I always tell coaches that say, well, you know, I, I can't, you know, I can't hire you or I got to get stuff done. I understand. I was a high school coach for six years and, and you know, you got to, you know, football is football, right? It's, it takes a lot of time. You're trying to get better. I think the other thing too is like, what do you want them to leave with? Whatever that is, put the effort in. Whatever you, when you, when you look at that player, this player, let's say this player comes back and take five years and says, this is what I got out of this program. You want it to be something that's not on, on the field, right? But then what is that? If, if it's leadership, if it's, I, I, I learn how to build relationships, whatever it is, that's what I would say to coaches. Find out what you're passionate about and then what do you want them to lead with? Love it. Great advice. Um, if you uh, hopped into a time machine, took you back to see a 16-year-old Ed, yeah. um, you're a lifelong learner. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of that. I love it. Um, of the things you've accumulated and learned on your journey, what's one little thing you'd want to tell a uh, 16 year old you? Just work harder, Just stay focused. Like it working hard. What I would have told a 16 year old me is like, when you see people work hard or like even athletes, right? I think about athletics or even school, you see their finished product. I would have told a 16 year old me take, take 10 minutes a day after practice, take 10 minutes. At 10 minutes, just run three gaspers. Or after school, take 10 minutes and read this assignment. Or, you know, take 10 minutes with your brothers and sisters. Like, just spend time. Take 10 minutes talking to your parents, you know. Um, take 10 minutes watching something, learning something new, just that you never learn. I think just 
that's what I would have told a, a young Ed. Like, and, and not to be, in, and another thing too is like, not to be intimidated by it all. Don't be intimidated by that six foot six <laughs> offensive tackle over there. Don't be intimidated by this AP course or this, you know, college credit, right? Because when I got in college, I was like, I could have done this in high school, you know? <laughs> like, you know, don't be intimidated by a book that has 400 pages, you know, or, or don't be intimidated by your sister or brother bringing up something that you have nothing wanting you to go with them to something that, you know, so that would be the two things. Just like work hard, take, just take time and then don't be intimidated by, uh, and I wouldn't even want to call them challenges. Just don't be intimidated about, by something, whatever it is. Thank you for listening. If something caught your ear as useful or unique this episode, we would love your help spreading the Elevate message. You can find me on Instagram at Elevate Educate Rejuvenate. That's with the numeral instead of the A-T-E. Thank you again. And if I can help you with anything, please reach out. And don't forget, go elevate others.